So I'm a digital marketing consultant. I've been doing websites for about eight years and I offer digital marketing, SEO and websites. But I'd like to give people the chance to do it for themselves first. So this is a real kind of fundamentals, how to get set up, how to do the basics, just so you can save yourself some time and money and then maybe go to a designer at the end, myself or someone else to kind of finish it off. It's really just to give you the skills to get started. Um, I sent a link out for a little worksheet. I don't know if any of you got that and managed to print it off or have it to hand. If you go to that site, you'll see on my, I've got uh, each week we have marketing guides. This one is like a checklist for your website. So each of the fields you can fill out after the session and then come back with any extra questions you might have around like your domain or how to get set up. Um, but let's get started for now. We can go through that in more detail. So the aim is to go through the 10 steps of building a WordPress website uh, to identify what a domain, what hosting and what a CMS is. Um, and then looking at the benefits of plugins, themes and everything else that will sit around your website. Um, and finally, just to check that it's mobile responsive and also that you're ready to go live, that you've got your GDPR and your spell checking, everything covered. So the form, the link you would found have a basic form and obviously the 10 steps we've got is buying your domain, getting your domain set up, organizing your hosting, which is something I can do for managed hosting and basic hosting. And then your content management system is your WordPress, your Wix, your Squarespace. Number four is your plugins. That gives you all your features and uh, extra features. Uh, number five is your theme. That gives you the style of the site. Six is your page builder, which is the way that you create the content and the design. Seven is actually giving useful content on your site and ways to find things like keywords, content research, ways to improve the quality of the site that you, that you have. Eight is your features. So that'll be any uh, online store, a membership site, if you want to sell products or do any affiliate work or anything like that. Uh, number nine is very important to make it mobile friendly. And number 10 is just to launch and looking at your GDPR and your final sign-offs and making sure everyone's happy. Uh, we've also got a complimentary uh, series on SEO as well. So if there's a different videos just to make sure that your on-page, your off-page and your like technical SEOs are covered as well. I can send you links to that afterwards. So, all right, so you get your new website, you've got a business idea and you really want to get that online. The first thing you do need to do is think of a name for it. So you want a short, simple name that you can buy as a web link to give people a way to remember your site. Um, again, the shorter the better. If you have more than 10 characters, it's probably too long. Um, and this can change over time. So as you see at the bottom, mine was theorybmarketing.com. Sorry, theorybmarketing.com. And then I've used .co.uk, .uk and .coms afterwards. Um, I'd recommend just having a .com or .co.uk or maybe a .org if you're a charity. I'd avoid like a .london, .zone, .web um, just because they're not as respected and they're also harder for people to use. Um, if you're looking to buy a domain, you can use Namecheap. At the bottom, you can see these recommendations. So I personally use Namecheap, £7 a year. Or if you want something a bit uh, linked with your Google account, you can use Google domains for about £10 a year. That way you, you don't have a separate login, it's all there for you. Um, and something really important is that you should always buy your own domain. 
even if you're paying hundreds or thousands of pounds for a website, it's always worth you having control of that domain. Because if anything ever happens, it means you'll never lose uh, your SEO, your traction, all the hard work you put into your site. So you can go to something like Namecheap, literally just namecheap.com, type in what you like. If it's available, it will give you a price per year and it will give you, you can see here, .net, .dev, .ai, .orgs. Um, you might want to get the .com and the .co.uk if they're both available, just so just for, uh, for your own brand loyalty, basically. And if you ever want to expand internationally, it gives you a good option. Uh, it takes about five minutes, literally just fill it out, go to cart, and you wouldn't need any additional services, just the domain itself and uh, yeah, the ICANN fee. The second really important thing is your hosting. So someone like Wix or Squarespace, they package everything up for you and they charge you a premium because you don't have to do it for yourself. But your hosting is, uh, gives you a space on the internet for your, your website to live. Um, it's the first point of call for your emails, all your technical stuff all lives on your hosting. Um, they also actually make it quite easy. Now things like SiteGround offer one-click WordPress install. So you don't need any technical knowledge. You don't have to like know any coding or jargon or anything. You literally just click add WordPress site. Um, <clears throat> I'd avoid, again, pay cheap, pay twice. So when I first started out, I went with Bluehost and they were terrible. The customer support was abysmal. Every time something broke, I just spent hours trying to get it fixed. Um, I then moved on to a developer site with SiteGrounds. And so I offer uh, hosting five pounds a month uh, for life or 10 pounds a month managed. Um, or you can get it direct from SiteGround if you wish, but they're the best one to go for really. So SiteGround.com or via, via me if you can. And again, looking at your hosting, uh, you've got your email accounts, your web building tool, which is like your WordPress, your Joomla, your Magento, the actual website files themselves, the database, and any kind of other file FTP uploads. So everything that, basically everything that comes together to build your site would all live on your hosting, and that would be how, you, like, how your site is live on the, on the internet. And the third and final thing is your content management system. So to have a site, you need your domain, the name, the hosting, which is the space online, and the content management system where you update the content. So this would be your, <clears throat> your Wix, your Squarespace, your Weebly, WordPress. There's hundreds of different options, and it's really about finding the one that works best for you. Uh, you have your all-in-one packages, that, like I mentioned, of Wix and Squarespace. Normally, you pay a premium for that kind of ease of use, or you get your full flexible business websites like WordPress. Um, I've done maybe 250 sites on WordPress. I did try Wix and Squarespace, but now I normally move sites from Squarespace to WordPress. Um, you get better value for money, you get better SEO tools, you get better flexibility. I'm gonna go through that now. Just go to the next one. So you can see here, you've actually got uh, a web, um, WordPress.org, which is what I use. And then you have these all-in-one builders like WordPress.com. For the, uh, obviously, proper WordPress is fully customizable. You do have to get the setup together, but once you've done that, you have so many more options. You can do the store, the membership site, you can start um, working with partners, affiliates without being locked down at all. 
And again, you can see here, even if you do go for the easier option, wordpress.com, as soon as you wanted to have Google Analytics, you're suddenly paying 85 pound a year. If you want any plugins, it's 240. So any of the features I'm gonna show you, if you go for the package solutions, um, my option is 60 pounds a year. With this, it's 240. And if you want like an online store, you're looking at nearly 500 pounds a year. So it just shows that, yeah, when you, when you start, you could try these all-in-one solutions, but they won't really get you very far. Um, so everyone says, oh, WordPress is confusing. Like, I've worked with John and a few others to go through how to use WordPress. And people get a little bit overwhelmed by all of these, these options and all the stuff that you see in front of you. To be honest, as the end user, all you need to know is your posts, your media, and your pages. Literally, your posts is your blogs, your media is where you have your, your image gallery, and your pages is where you edit and create pages for your site. Once the site's designed, you can ignore everything below and just focus on those. So just, just try and imagine that it's not as complicated, it just gives people a lot more options. And then, so yeah, if you wanna add anything to your site, you're gonna need plugins. So everything that I, like Elementor, um, WooCommerce, all of these things that you've heard about, they come in the form of a plugin. So that would be a case of having your base site and attaching extra features in the, uh, to your site. Uh, some are paid and some are free. I've got a whole list of free plugins that get you everywhere you need to go. So from WooCommerce to SEO, to your memberships, to your affiliates, all of this can be done via free plugins. And, but it's important to have as few and as, as light ones as possible because a plugin will add weight to your site. So you wanna keep your site as light and fresh as you possibly can. So you can see here, Elementor is your visual designer. Uh, with my hosting, you also get the pro version. Um, so you've got your speed, which is WP Supercache. So that's, I've tried 15 different speed plugins. WP Supercache is free, it's fast, and it means that you don't have that lag or that weight when someone's loading on your site. You might have gone to a site and you see like an image load and then the text load or vice versa. If you use something like WP Supercache, everything should load straight away. Then for your SEO to be ranked on Google, uh, you can use something like Yoast or Rank Math, and that will mean that people can find you on Google search and you won't necessarily have to pay for advertising or pay for any kind of sponsorship. And then security to keep your site uh, strong and uh, rid of bots and spam, use something like WordFence, and that would stop, um, those, sorry to say it, but the kind of the Russian, German, Chinese bots that you often get on other people's sites. Uh, Richard, in terms of your payment options, you've got PayPal and Stripe are the core two. If you're using WooCommerce, PayPal is a good first option. And there's a PayPal button plugin that we can use. I can send you a link to. So we've looked at how to get the, the basics of the site set up and then plugins to add your features. The next stage is, sorry, looking at when you go into the dashboard, you're gonna have different options for all of these plugins. As I said, I'll give you recommendations but for a single service, there might be 30 different options. And it's important to look at the ratings. So you can see their score out of five and how many people are using them, when they were last updated, and if they're compatible with your version of WordPress. Normally I'd go for ones that have been updated within the past month and ones that have a five-star review with more than 10,000 people using them. For example, Elementor's used by 5,000 uh, subscribers. 
which means it has good support. It means they're going to keep it running for a long period of time. If there's only 20 people using it, they wouldn't put money in to keep it going. So you can see here, uh, Cookie Notice for GDPR has more than a million active users, which gives you a hint of its um, long-term like long-term use. So your theme, so this is your design. So once you've got the site set up, you know what integrations you want to happen, you need to think about how you want the site to look. Um, a theme is literally just a skin that sits on top of your site that looks at the, the way the images are laid out, the way the content's laid out. Um, five years ago, people would use things like um, WordPress 15, 2017, etc., and they'll affect the fonts, the colors, and the styling of your site. Um, you might see that two sites look identical. You might go to um, two competitors and they have basically the same site with different text. It's likely they're using the same theme. Um, again, Wix, Squarespace, WordPress.com, they always use, use themes. You pick a theme and then you would style that theme. Um, for me, I actually prefer to build everything like bespoke. So I use Elementor Pro and the Hello theme, H-E-L-L-O. And what that does is it gives you everything as a, like a clean slate. So you get a white, white page and you build everything straight on there. So again, if you're going into your dashboard, you go on the left-hand side and you can see here you've got appearance and then themes. And then you can pick the theme that you'd like to use. Uh, you can see 2020, 2019, 2017. Um, again, I go for Elementor Pro and the Hello theme. So you can see um, it's really clean. On the left-hand side, all you can change in your theme is the name, the menu, and you can add additional CSS. So if there's something your theme doesn't offer you, you can always, using Elementor, you can add in additional code uh, to help you to achieve something, whether it's like a bot or a certain um, GIF, something you want to add, can always be, it can always be extended. I'm literally, uh, I'm an Elementor graded expert. I've been using it for five years now. Um, you'll see me on, on, on their, their experts directory. I love it. It's a very visual, easy way of building a website. It takes the simplicity of say Wix or Squarespace and it puts it on WordPress, which is more flexible. So you might have heard of WP Bakery, Divi, all these other builders. And it's just a way for you to build your site. It gives you an interface to build your site. Elementor is all drag and drop and what is uh, WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. So on the left-hand panel here, you would pick and choose elements, hence Elementor. You would drag them onto the right-hand panel and then you would customize them. So you don't have to worry about any code. You don't need any knowledge at all. You just need to look at what it is and just tweak it step-by-step. So the, uh, the next week's session, next Friday, is going to be focusing on how to design an Elementor. But here's a quick kind of look at it. So uh, on the left-hand panel, you'll have your, for example, text editor. You would use the content to edit the text. Then you click in the middle and you can edit the style. You can look at alignments, bold, italics, all this kind of thing. And then finally, you would use the advanced. That will be for your spacing, your padding, your borders. So if, normally when I work with someone, when they're building their site, they would enter the text and then I might look at the, the positioning and making it responsive and just those extra things. So again, you can get 80% of the way and then I'd help you to get you over the line. Um, content is king. I, I, like 
the, all these marketing guys, all the business marketing guys are purely uh, forms of content to help to drive traffic to my site. So when you're creating, when you're creating your site, the first thing is your menu and your navigation. You want to have a really like light and sleek navigation, maybe maximum of five tabs. So the one I like to go for as a, as a standard template is your home, your about, your services, your contact, and then finally your privacy. Um, each page should have a minimum of 600 words just so that they'll be ranked on Google. And then you, can, you should never copy from Google. You can use um, Unsplash, Pixabay. I'll give you all these links afterwards to help you find royalty-free images. So if you haven't got images yourself for your site, there's ways you can find good, like usable images. So all, all of the ones on my site are from Pixabay. Um, when you're doing a video, it's very important to always host those videos on YouTube and then put them back on your site. If I go, um, just give me one second, I'll show you what I mean. So if you can see my page, go to one of these. Um, so for example, the images are stuck. The text obviously fits in with the SEO. We've got the sharing here to allow to help your SEO to get people to recognize what's going on. And you can see here, this is actually a YouTube link I've embedded on the site. So you would never um, upload, this, upload the video directly. It always live on YouTube. Again, audio can live on Spotify. So I've got a podcast and your presentations can live on SlideShare. So the idea is that you keep every page of your site as light and fast as possible. You never actually have any media sitting on your site. All your text obviously would live on your site and your images, but everything else, there's always a way to have it uh, hosted somewhere else, hosted by one of the big American companies or big um, media companies, just to make it fast and light for you. Uh, oh yeah, and something that I'm learning at the moment, I use Neil Patel as like a marketing tool. I'd really recommend if you're looking to do some marketing, check out neilpatel.com. He has amazing resources on SEO, website design, Google Analytics, and pretty much all of what I do comes from there. Um, but the, if you can regularly update your content, it will help you to push you to the top of Google. So if you write a piece on um, travel or write a piece on educational music, go back in three months, update it, add more detail, add more descriptions. And if uh, something we'll go into is looking at your competitors. So you wanna make sure that you have, um, your, your content is longer, more detailed and more helpful than where else is out there. And that's the way you can get free organic traffic and start building up like real customer loyalty. Uh, you can see here the extra features. So as we said, we, uh, these are like the advanced plugins. So when you're looking for your WooCommerce, your events, your memberships, uh, the, this is the time for you to go in and start building these like bespoke features. Again, um, I'm just going to check the chat. Um, yeah. So blogs is part of your content, Richard. So when you're creating, you'll see that um, my site was home about resources. Uh, it's worth on a monthly basis to create content um, about your industry, something that will be helpful. Um, so these bite-sized marketing guides, uh, every Friday I have the session. After that, I create the content on the website and then I share those blogs. So it's about creating the blogs and then sharing them out. 
Um, so I just realized as, as I looked at your blogs, you got blogs right here. But yeah, so you would do uh, the WooCommerce, Modern Events Calendar, BuddyPress for memberships. Um, and then you can do e-courses. So if you wanted to do like paid training, something like Udemy, but on your own site, there's always a plugin or an, uh, a feature to allow you to have that on your site. Uh, the most important thing is to think about the value that you can provide. So I looked at event event schedules and courses and I realized that people just want quick, easy content. So I took down the barriers and I've just given them like the video, the audio, the text without any, any extra features, any extra plugins. It makes my life easier and it makes it easier for the end user as well. And then it's very important to be mobile responsive. I'm sure everyone's like, I see a couple of you on your mobile now as well. Um, so this means that the web page will dynamically resize to fit the screen. So rather than having the text running off, you'll see everything reshape and reform in the way it should be. Um, Elementor has a, a responsive mode built in. So it makes it quick and easy for you to make sure so you can visually see how it's gonna look and change each, um, each view if you want. So you have your desktop, tablet, and mobile screens. Um, you can also move around the images, move around the text and hide text. For example, on desktop, you might have more content. On your mobile, you really wanna have those quick wins. So nice, big, easy buttons telling people what to do. So you can see here, this is Elementor. On the left-hand side, you've got the panel. On the right-hand side, you see what you're working on. So on the bottom left, you can see desktop, tablet and mobile and it gives you a um, preview for 760 pixels preview for 360 pixels so this is my desktop view if i then go to my tablet you can see everything uh, is trimmed down you then edit this just to make sure it looks perfect and then again you go even further and you start editing your mobile just it just it makes you look professional it means that you have a responsive site that people can use when they're on the go and then finally, the launch. So uh, every, when you've been writing your content, you'll always wanna go back, check every single link on your site, check every single word, like use, use a Grammarly plugin. That's something else as well, Grammarly.com. They have a free plugin that works with Elementor that can do the spell check and the grammar for your site. Uh, you then go in and check if it's mobile friendly. As I said, test, test it on your mobile, test it on your iPad, and also get someone else with a different mobile to test it as well. Um, you need to be GDPR compliant. So there was a big thing, May 2018, uh, GDPR came in and it's about um, being open and free with information. For, to do that, you need to have your SSL certificate, your uh, bespoke privacy policy and your cookie banner. Um, these all come as standard with my websites and I can show you how to set up the pop-ups and set up that privacy policy to make sure you're compliant. It's not as daunting as it sounds, it's just maybe a an hour or two's work at the beginning to make sure you're, you're following the, their guidelines. Um, when you do launch your site, test it. I can't stress enough, get everyone you know to test it, uh, try a different computer, go in incognito modes. Uh, for those that don't know, if you press Control, Shift and N, then you have incognito modes, and then that will allow you to see it as a new user. So if you've been working on your site, um, it might store the old copy of your site. It will have like the way this, uh, a cache of your site. So incognito mode will, get, will let you see it as a new user. 
I've got a question in the chat. Um, two questions, actually. Uh, what is an SSL certificate? So when you go to a website, Mary Lee, um, you'll see these little padlocks up in the top left-hand corner. Every site now has to, has to have a padlock. Before GDPR, you can get away with it if you weren't e-commerce. If you uh, basically, whether you're selling something, whether you just have a basic website, you need to have an SSL certificate. And that again comes from the hosting. So when we're setting up your hosting, we'll include the SSL certificate in there. And that just ensures that when someone goes on your site, the data is safe. And then finally, you've got to think about how to share the site. So, all right, so you put a few hundred pounds into building the site, maybe a weekend, and now you need to let people to know about it. The next step is to, to market it. So something that we do is we'll set up your Google business account, look at your LinkedIn, your Facebook, your Instagram, uh, look at um, your directories. So if you're a therapist or if you're a health professional, you'll look at something like Bark. If you're a trader, you might look at Checker Trade, but you've got to find the place, you want to find out where your customers are going to look for your service and promote yourself there and promote your web link. So I personally use Facebook and LinkedIn quite heavily and also Google Business. So if you get an email from me at the very bottom, you'll see my email signature, um, LinkedIn, Facebook and Google Business and a, a copy of the web link. It's a nice way for people to find you. Um, someone in the waiting room, one second. And then how to get started. So as part of this, a part of the free week course, I'm offering anyone a free demo site. So that'll give you a month just to look at Elementor, look at the plugins and the themes and get a feel for it yourself. Just come back to me afterwards by email, I'll set that up for you. Um, with the Enterprise Network, we're also doing five free one-to-ones per month. So that's, as I said, uh, going through your website, going through your marketing health, looking at um, what you can do to improve yourself as you come out of lockdown. And that'll also include uh, like an action plan saying, this is what you should try and achieve over the next three months. Um, anyone who's been in business for more than a couple of years will probably know about the 12, the 12, the free and the one month rule. So you really wanna think about where you wanna be in a year, where you wanna be in three months and where you wanna be within one month. Um, as part of this, as I mentioned, we're doing the £5 basic hosting, £10 managed hosting, marketing support is £50 an hour, £100 a month, and then your basic site would be £500, um, and then your Google business setup with uh, £75 of ad credit is £100. And then if you'd like to, you can also join the guides where you'll get all the highlights for these sessions. So if you miss one on SEO, you miss one on LinkedIn, um, you can get find them all here, theoruby.com forward slash news. And now it's really just to go back, get any questions, and just show you the basics of Elementor. So I'm just, before I go back to questions, I'm just going to come out, I'm going to go into Elementor here, just to give you a, a quick snapshot of what it looks like. So you get a login for your site. I think as I'm on Zoom, it's taking a while to load. You have to give me a second. Um, so yeah, again, the left-hand panel gives you all of your design elements. You can see heading, image, text editor. These are the three that you want to focus on. Uh, you can click on it and drag it across and it shows you where it's going to sit. So you can visually see, put it there. And then on the left-hand panel again, always work on the left. You type in um, what you'd like it to be. 
you create a link if you want to create a link. And then again, you got your style to, to make it on brand. You also then got your advanced features, which we can deal with in a later session. Um, and this applies for everything on your site. So even the images, click on the image, and then you can use these to edit and style it the way that you want. If you want to have a border, logos, whatever it is, it'll work from this panel here. Cool. So I'm just going to stop the share and then just, yeah, unmute yourself and ask away. Anyone, Rich? I know you had a couple of questions. Anything else that I missed? Just going to unmute you. Sorry, thank you. Um, I mentioned the online payment system. I'm aware of PayPal and the rest. I was more talking about the practical method that people can make payments online. Um, and I realized that would be a plug-in as various options. And if you can recommend, you know, you, you whether you're buying an, a service or a product, then it's going to be an easy way to do that, whether it's on a mobile or on a laptop. Uh, yeah, so you, normally you... I've done a couple of stores recently. So you uh, set up WooCommerce. There's a range of plugins that you can attach to WooCommerce. So you've got your pay, uh, PayPal, your Stripe, your GoCardless, for example, to do direct debits. Uh, everything is kind of bespoke to your needs. So if you were doing a membership site, you might use something like GoCardless and BuddyPress that would allow you to have that recurring income set up by direct debit. Um, but it's on an ad hoc basis. So yeah, just send me your, send me your brief and I can come back to you in detail. Cool. Okay. Anything else? Alistair, I know you've been working on, uh, your website's been going for quite a few years now. Is there anything you wanted to add that you've picked up along the way? Uh, You've covered a lot. You've covered a lot of the basics. Um, oh, you caught me. You got me on the spot there. Um, <laughs> but give me if, if I, I'll jump back in. If there's anything just to add in line with what you're saying, but it's okay, cool. pretty comprehensive. Yeah. Right. And yeah, um, anyone else at all? Yeah, Theo. Mm -hmm. Hi, Theo. Hi. Hi. Okay. So you you talk about. Um, um, what was it called? Wix and Squarespace. Mm -hmm. um, others seem to mention to me, oh, it's worth looking at things like Shopify as well. Um, now, as it stands at the moment, I I use um, iZettle mm -hmm. uh, or payments, which I can then send out. Uh, I send someone the link and then I can just post out the item, etc. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe that um, iZettle is also supported by PayPal in mm -hmm. terms of um, e-commerce. Yeah. Um, and whilst you talk about Wix, what's what's your what's your take on things like Shopify? Uh, I did a few Shopify sites, um, but they they lock you into a minimum of thirty twenty nine pounds a month or seventy nine pounds a month. So if you've got an, an active store, you'll be paying eighty pounds a month to keep it going. Um, wow. So it's, it's again it's like wix and squarespace you uh, they charge you a premium to give you that ease of use with woocommerce you would pay more to start with but then you only be paying about 100 pounds a year for your hosting so you got to weigh up the short and the long term costs really um if you're, if you're starting out and you want to do maybe a one year trial then shopify would be a good entry level but if you're like if you're serious and you've got like a three to five year plan it's much, much more affordable and much more flexible to use uh, WooCommerce. 
Right, okay. Now, I mean, for example, as well, I already own um, my domains, yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, and that's used, I use it to host uh, a photography website, okay, uh, which was swapping over to for, for the other brand that I'm using now. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I can, I can use the back end of, I can use the, my existing host. Mm-hmm. I'm already paying for on a yearly basis along and I own the domain in .com and .co etc. Uh, now it's just once that's built, once that's built it's just deciding on uh, whether to put it into Wix because I know that for example IZET will support Wix mm -hmm. or it's just that's I'm just confused and not quite sure which is the best one to put it into really in terms of being able to operate the whole overall website. To be honest, uh, Wix and Squarespace have the limitations. And you'll, if you do some, in, I've got an article actually on the difference between Wix, Squarespace and WordPress. Again, I am biased. I do love WordPress, I'm not gonna lie. But you can see that uh, you, get, you get to a ceiling quite quickly with Wix. So if you wanted to, for example, I've got a, a therapist I'm working with. She wants to get some SEO. She wants to be found on Google business. And you can't do that in Wix. And there's another one who wants to add an e-commerce platform using Izetto, and they, they weren't able to do that on Squarespace. With WordPress, you can do whatever you want. If you can't find a plugin to do it for you, you can get a developer to create one. So I've, I've got a developer just building a whole custom website on WordPress. Great, thank you. So I'll send you the link to the article as well. So the Wix versus Squarespace versus WordPress. Okay, I mean, it just sounds by by all accounts what you're saying is that I can utilize the WordPress that's being built to the maximum and include e-commerce and everything else in it, really. Yeah, there's no ceiling, there's no limits at all with it. You basically yeah. you do it for yourself. So there's yes. initial setup, but then you have the flexibility to do anything that you want. Okay, and basically use the add use the plugins or the add-ons to. The add-ons, yeah, they, they allow you to get those facilities. So if you wanted your IZET or your PayPal, it's all there with like a one-click plug-in. Cool. Okay, brilliant. Thank you. Uh, it's clearer now. Cheers. Yeah. Thank you. Anything else? Leo, um, I heard you say over the weekend you might be able to kind of set up the basics of uh, a website. Mm -hmm. uh, is that kind of a starter setup or um, <laughs> <laughs> how long how long is a piece of string maybe <laughs> uh, so a lot of people they just want a basic showcase site home about contact mm. so just really this is my business this is who i am get in touch uh for that again it's it's up to your skills and how quickly you get used to it um you could i, I can type remember. at 70 words per minute how's that <laughs> Um, it, yeah, I mean, the interface for Elementor, I've got a one and a half hour video. Um, it's uh, another guy um, who does a tutorial. In 90 minutes, he teaches you from start to stop how to use Elementor. Ah. And if you know that, then you can build it in less than a day. But it's really about how picky you are, how many extra things you want to add to it. So I'd have to uh, have a chat with you afterwards. And then I could say to you if it might be possible in a weekend or if you might need more time. Um, but I, I wouldn't want to have a fixed time on it. I'm sorry. No, no. Maybe it's a silly question. <laughs> no, okay. I don't, I don't people ask that. Yeah. Yep. Can I jump in? 
please, yeah. To answer your question, um, I, I've worked with a, a, a lot of businesses and the amount of people I see who just get in, the only thing I can describe as profoundly dysfunctional relationships with their web developers, you wouldn't believe. Mm. And it gets really messy. I'm going to be honest, Wix and Squarespace are trash. They are not proper. He can't say it, I can. They are not proper. It's a bit like going, I'm going to buy a secondhand car, but I want to go on a rally around the world. It's like, if you're serious about your business, you know, and you want to grow, especially if you want to develop the site, WordPress is king. And it's interesting, WordPress is about 30% of the world's websites. Like mm -hmm. if you listen to Matt Mullenweg, very unusual, yeah, who yeah. developed WordPress, he is an amazing guy. He's really interesting. Like he's really smart. He actually, his business is like a billion pound business as well. So there's something about WordPress and it's also all the plugins that you get with WordPress, which are really great. You have WooCommerce, which can mean you do e-commerce. I prefer Shopify, but what I've noticed, what's happened is WordPress has taken over WooCommerce, mm. which was separate. So WooCommerce is kind of in the ascent and it's definitely cheaper. Um, so I think WordPress might be a bit more, bit more work, but things like, I remember working with someone on the Wix website for e-commerce and, and it didn't integrate properly with PayPal. And mm -hmm. um, with SEO, so what happens is, is you put all this time and energy onto Wix or Squarespace, and then eventually, if you're serious about growing, you end up going, oh, we can't do it. It's not so good for SEO. Mm -hmm. So I'd, I'd really recommend WordPress, and I really want to just hats off to what Theo's doing. Like, I have been through eight WordPress companies in my life. It might be more, mm -hmm. and for, and individuals and freelancers, and it has been so difficult. What happens is, is um, and, you know, Theo, I just booked this. He didn't know I was coming on this until I booked. But, like, you end up getting people who are really good designers but don't know the code. Mm -hmm. Or they're really technical. So to have someone like Theo here who's got a marketing background and he's using something like Elementor, which I know is fantastic, and also the training. So it means, honestly, I've, I've seen clients get, chart, you know, priced 20 grand for a normal WordPress website. You just won't believe it. So in terms of like this being a really good place to start, especially with the training, I think Elementor I just became aware of a year ago. And I think it's a really strong way to build a website without code. Um, so yeah, that's my kind of overall thoughts. For me, WordPress is king, I love it. And a lot of WordPress is to do with the developer you find. That you either you learn it yourself or you then you then you then have someone who you hold close to you who can actually do the work and sort of the last thing is this with someone like Theo with a bit of a marketing understanding he's going to be thinking about the marketing most website designers know nothing about marketing and if you don't know that now you'll find that out I have to tell you so there's something added benefit that Theo can bring so I just just thought I'd add all of that. Thank you and I really agree appreciate it and also it's important to have you got your marketer your developer and your designer so I've got Poppy and Anna and they work with me so they the best of all worlds so we sit together on a project and then I'll look at how to get people to the site Poppy will work on how to make it look good and the user flow and Anna will make sure that everything in the back end runs smoothly. And I think having that kind of like accessible, easy access is much better than just relying on Wix because they don't even have a contact number. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Okay. Well, that, that sort of answers the question for me. Anyway, that I know I'm, I'm happy to, to be going down the WordPress route uh, one other uh, and I'll just stick to that really. 
I, I'd recommend it. And also on Facebook, if any of you use Facebook groups, you've got the WordPress and Elementor support groups. There's 52,000 people with the Elementor support one. If I put a question on there, it gets answered in five minutes. So if you want to play with something yourself and you're not too sure, use Facebook to your advantage because it's got a massive support structure in place. Uh, Zoe, you had a question, I think. Yes, um, I just want to say I've had my website for 15 years now and it's WordPress and now it's had the Elementor plugin put in. Um, coming on today was for me um, so that I understood more because I had it built for me and I've had a problem recently which I had to get solved. Sorry Theo, it was before I met you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's really important to know um, how how it's built and how it works so that if you do need help like um it's really handy to have a good relationship with a person who's going to help you solve it because i tried myself and it was really deep and embedded mm -hmm. and so it was a bit of a mess and someone had to solve it for me mm -hmm. so this is what made me think i should just understand it more you know mm -hmm. um but one of my problems I'm having is that because it's an old website, um, I should update the WordPress, but because there seems to be a problem with the backing up of it, it won't let me do that. And I've checked all my emails because I've, I've changed my emails over the, that time and they seem up to date, but I can't seem to back it up. So these are sort of problems and snitches do come up over time. So you do need to, I mean, it's good to refresh it and put new content on it, but it's also important to keep an eye that everything's working okay. Um, like for instance, really interesting to hear you point out the GDPR um, compliance. Mm. I need to do that basically. Um, a really good point. I, ha I haven't got the SL SSL certificate, which I know I have to get, but the cookies is useful. Um, and the privacy policy or also good to look at. So it's, you know, it's like a continual sort of maintenance that you need, isn't it? Um, like at least a yearly, yeah. I'd say every 12 months you want to review the site, update everything. Um, just for you, Zoe, there's a plugin called All-in-One WP Migration. And so I would normally use that to copy a site across so if I've got a staging, like a, a draft website to a live one. But you can use it to fully back up your site so it'll create a really nice, clean backup for you. Um, you're muted, but it's all hyphen one hyphen migration. Um, I can actually, everyone who's starting on WordPress should use this. I'll just show it to you just one second. Thank you. Uh, again, sorry if the internet's slow. On Zoom, it makes everything a little bit laggy. I do apologize. Um, so I'm just gonna go back to my dashboard. Again, so you've got your posts, your media, your pages, and then down here you've got plugins. So when you're in the dashboard, you go to plugins, and then you want to do add new, and then you want to search on the right for what you want. So I've already got it, but I'll show you what it looks like. Not the all-in-one SEO pack, you're looking for the all-in-one WP migration. Again, as I was mentioning, last updated 20 hours ago, compatible with my version of WordPress, 2 million five-star reviews, uh, sorry, 6,000 five-star reviews, 2 million active users. So this is like the number one backup restore tool. And it's just helpful um, whenever I finish a site, whenever you finish, whenever you have a new section, always back it up using this. It will save you hours in the future. 
Uh, there was something in the chat I'm trying to find. So Richard, you had a question, sorry. Yes, thank, thank you, Theo. Um, that's a couple of questions. One of them came up in a previous um, um, uh, chat that Mary Lee would remember. Have you got a view on and developing an app for your site? I suppose that's on a case-by-case -case basis. I, we, we, we hear it can be quite expensive, but it could be quite useful as well. Um, all right, so an app normally starts from 20 to 50,000 pounds. It'll take about six months of development from the prototype to the first viable product. Um, to be honest, now, right. people, like 10 years ago, people got their smartphones and they were downloading every possible app. Now, most people have their core apps and then they use website browsers for the rest of it. They'll save a cookie, they'll save a bookmark. Thank you. Um, and could you just, could you just um, give me the, give us the name for Neil Patel's advisory um, details again? You mentioned him earlier. Yeah, um, one second. I'm going to share screen for this because I think everyone would be really useful for. Um, just resize this, excuse me. I've got too many Zoom windows in front of where I'm working. Um, all right, so you go to neilpatel.com. And I, uh, for basic SEO, you can use this or for your basic site audit. Um, so you type in your web address on neilpatel.com. You'd select your location, so obviously UK, or if, if you're uh, focusing on American clients, you put in America there. And then this gives you all of uh, your basic information. So he, he gives away useful free content and tools to drive traffic to his site, which is something I'm actually trying to replicate with the, with the marketing guides. Uh, but you can see here site audit on the bottom left, and you can also see backlinks, and then you've got your keyword ideas, your content ideas. So it's a full kind of marketing SEO toolkit. Okay. Uh, when you're starting out, definitely start with site audit. Again, if you've got any questions, screenshot it, email it to me, and I can explain what different pieces are. Um, one other little thing you might want. Um, again, this is all covered in our SEO tutorial. So uh, by, uh, Power Hour 7 and 11 were on SEO. Um, and I'll give you the highlights for those. But this is how you find out how fast your site is. So tell you how, how quickly it will load if there's any errors on it. So it's Google Page Speed Insights. Uh, anything else? Yes, sorry, there was, there yeah. was one more, just, just, just a quick one. Sorry, chaps. Um, and it's something that we could maybe chat afterwards, Theo, and it was just to go a li little bit more about blogs. Um, I, the British Library did a very good tutorial and they emphasized the importance of blogs, how many blogs you should write, how much it drives business and um, raises the profile of your sites amongst SEOs and they couldn't, they couldn't um, praise blogs enough. Um, but I guess that also depends on your, on your business. But I know that you can have a very basic WordPress site that is effectively just a means of delivering blogs as well. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, a blog, like WordPress was built for blogs, like a post, the whole uh, structure of it is around content. Um, but again, it's not about the number of articles you've got, it's about the quality. So you're better off having two 2,000 word, really detailed, helpful articles than 50, 100 word ones, if you see what I mean. So focus on updating it. So um, SEO is about updating the content as well. Cool. Anything else? Okay. Yeah. Thea, just one last question for me. Is that, um, can one use a PO box on the 
on their website as opposed to putting down your own home address. I mean, just from a security point of view. I mean, that's more about how your business is set up. So if you're using like a virtual office, a virtual, um, my partner actually works for a virtual office in the city in Old Street. And you can do, but you've got to think about the user experience. So if you're selling a product and then someone has to post that back to the virtual office and then back to you, it will delay your customer service. But if okay. you're just using it so, as a reference point, then it's completely fine. Right, okay. But is it, uh, is it therefore acceptable in terms of my own address to maybe just use the postcode and the number to say the door number? You don't need to put your address. Uh, so I'd never put your door number on anything. Um, and you don't need to put your address on your website. And also Google Business, when you're creating that, you don't have to put your door number on there either. You just put your street name. Um, there's no there's no reason for them to ever have your address. Unless you're... It's actually from UTO. I, I put my address, or the, the Hamsworth address that I'm using, mm -hmm. but I didn't put the door number because it's mum and dad's address. And why would I? Yeah, I mean, yeah. sorry to say, it, but there are weirdos out there, and you're putting, you are putting yourself online, so you've got to be kept, maybe a mobile number, street name, that's it. Yeah, the reason, the reason why the questions come up is that I, Hampson Fulham, have said to me, because I'm doing the preserves, I have to, obviously, I have to register what I'm doing, mm -hmm. but they said the website has to have your address on it. That's it has to have your, your company number. And when you go trading standards for your health, food, health and safety, they'd have to register you in your kitchen. Uh, so when you're making the preserves, I'm guessing you've had to fill out all the kitchen safety HSSE forms. Well, I haven't at the moment, but, um, for the very reason because I, I haven't been trading in that way because it's sort of been like a one-off. I'm not like a full-time trader, if that makes sense. But okay. moving forward, whether I do it twice a month or once a month or three times a year, I do have to register it just because of all the new health and safety regulations in terms of food and especially with the, the net allergy case that came up, etc. So, so that's all changed in, in the last sort of year or two. And so it's on that basis that they say you kind of have to do it. But, but you know, cause, but I'm just really reluctant to, to put my whole address on a website. I just can't. I mean, to be honest, the food side of it's not my area. So I'd go with whatever Michael and Snez say at Hammersmith because they obviously know, they know more than me in this area. But, mm. but that wasn't Michael, it was, it was somebody in trade and standards, Rachel. Yeah. Okay, um, I can look in, if you email me, I'll look into it for you. Just drop me an email with a question and I'll speak to Michael Portobello, the people I know and find out. Yeah. That's okay? okay. Yeah, because it was Michael who I spoke to initially and then he's directed me to the actual area where we know all the answers. And that was one of the things I was told last week. Okay. I used to work with Elsa who does the food safety course at Portobello. So I'll speak to them because they've been doing it for a couple of years. They will, I hopefully we'll find out. Okay. That'd be lovely. Thank you. And also something when you're creating your sites is think about the partners. So if there's someone you can work with um, who complements your service, try and link to them on your website as well. So I work with graphic designers, social media people, uh, content, print, etc., and just try and find like who, who else you can signpost and benefit in, in the meantime. Right. Uh, anything else? No, it's really informative, and you know, and it's answering what I need to know and learn about 
understanding WordPress. So it's been perfect for me. So thank you. All right. Final thing. I'm just going to grab the link for that uh, the training and send it to you. Uh, all right. So I've got the link. I'm just going to put it in the chat. What's if you can up, save that, it will show you everything you need to know about getting started with uh, Elementor. And then obviously, once you've had a look at that, if you want to come back, uh, we can have another chat. Um, And do any of you want, want like a trial site to have a look at it? I would. Okay. Um, can you just email me and I'll send you one over? Sure. I'll just need like your email address, uh, the username and the password you want for it. And I'll send you all the instructions. Brilliant. Thank you. No worries. Yeah, you said um, you, you have a team to be a couple of ladies who, who are helping you with your business. Mm -hmm. Do you does that include the the words? Do you help um, entrepreneurs or small business owners with the words for their website, with the look and feel of the website, or is it purely on the technical side of it? It's thankfully it's everything. So you know um, the Enterprise Club. I've got Caroline, Julie, and Raina who are content writers. So I basically sit with you, work out what you want to have on your site. I'd help you with the basic words and the basic story. And if your budget allows it, then there's free content writers to go to. So there's one who specializes in health and tech, uh, one in retail and one in consumer. Okay, thank you. But yeah, with your site, you also need to, yeah, your content, your design is also very important. And your, your, your business card and your printing as well. So most people want to have like their logo, their brand name, their business card that matches up with their website. We call it a day and then um, I don't know if any of you would like to come back next Friday just to look at elementary in more detail. Maybe if you had a yes, chance. I think so. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, send, I'll email you out a link just for next week. Um, ideally, if you can look at that YouTube video first and then come back with any questions, we can make it a bit more, a bit more useful. Yeah, do you also have a record of some of the other um, talks you've been giving? You mentioned SEO before. Um, is this something that's available or are you going to be having or holding another session coming up? No, it's, again, it's, you, you mentioned the importance of blogs. So just quickly, um, if you go to my site and then if you go to resources and then business marketing guide, bite-sized marketing guides, okay, you've got everything there. So each one with a topic, so graphic design, for example, um, and it loads. So you've got the video, the podcast, and the, the guide. So this is, again, like one of these sessions. Sarah's amazing, by the way. She's done a lot with us. Uh, and then you've got the podcast, and then you've got the step-by-step -step of everything you should look at. Um, okay. Hopefully it's helpful anyway. And you can sign up for that by email here. Yeah. Cool. What time's the session next week, Theo? Uh, every Friday, 12 o'clock. Uh, if it's sunny, I might skip it, but it depends. It depends on the weather. <laughs> How many, um, how many are there? Uh, I've just got investment for another 12. So we're doing a minimum of 24 and they just carry on as long as people are, the feedback's good and like, cause these are all free. So I'm getting external inv investment. So as long as that continues, basically. Great, thank you. Great, thank you. I, I'm gonna have to dash, so thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. See you later, Wynn. Bye everyone. Lovely. Thank you very Bye. much. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much.